Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Y'all, we are uh, in a series called So Cliché. And we have one more week left to do after this, but what we've been doing over the past couple of weeks, and if you haven't been here or if you haven't been able to catch the live stream or whatever, you got to go listen to the podcast because it's been a really fun time of digging into some cliches that we say just kind of thoughtlessly, just kind of in, in normal circumstances, we'll say something like, uh, uh, well, everything happens for a reason. I'll be praying for you. We have these cliches that we say that sometimes in these cliches, the meaning behind them has been lost. We say something just automatically instead of really taking the time to think, is this what we want to say? Is this what we even mean? And for a lot of cliches, what do they even mean? And so the cliche I want to talk about today is God works. Can anybody finish this? God works in mysterious ways. It's mysterious. You can't know what God is doing. God works in mysterious ways ways. And, I, and, and I've said this before. A lot, some of these cliches, I, I, I don't really identify with saying them, I identify with hearing them, but this particular cliche, I do identify with saying it. God works in mysterious ways. And many times when I have said it, it has been when something good has happened for me, right? Something good happens for me. I'm like, wow, God works in mysterious ways ways. Some, sometimes things happen that can't be explained, and that is when I assign God being mysterious. And so with a lot of these cliches, what we did is we did some digging and did some research, and all of these cliches, none of them, or the ones we've talked about, do not appear in the Bible, the Christian Bible, the one we're looking at. They do not appear in there. God working in mysterious ways is not does not have a book, a chapter, and a verse. It actually came from a poem that somebody wrote years and years and years ago, and it's such an interesting phrase because it helps us do a few things. It helps us assign a why when there isn't one. It helps us assign a reason when something happens that we don't understand or don't uh, don't get. And we love, we people, human, humanity, humankind, we love having a reason for something. A lot of times when something bad happens, we think to ourselves, why? Why did that happen to me? Why did this happen to my family? Why did this happen to us? We need a why. We need to understand. And so sometimes... If we say, well, God works in mysterious ways, we have assigned a reason to something happening. Sometimes things just happen that way. But see, there's a big difference in saying sometimes life just happens. Sometimes we have a phrase around our house that we like to say when things get crazy. We just say sometimes that's just the way it goes. But there's something different saying sometimes that's the way it goes, than saying God works in mysterious ways because one is life happening and the other is God is mysterious. 
And I, I, we, uh, we went to go see uh, my, uh, my nephews yesterday. I have a little nephew, Elias. He uh, is two and a half. He's pretty much the cutest thing we've ever seen. And he just had a baby. That is non-biased, unbiased opinion. Uh, and uh, he just had a baby brother born five days, no, a week ago, five days ago, five days ago. Little baby Oliver, he is so tiny. He's this tiny. No, he's not. But he's so, so tiny. And we went to go see him, and, and you know, Oliver doesn't do much. He's a terrible host. He doesn't even talk to us. He's just screaming the whole time. Um, but his older brother, Elias, was so much fun to play with. And we were... Um, we were hanging out, and I and I, and you know all of this all of this stuff has kind of been in my head all week. This God working in mysterious ways, and something happened when we were we were leaving the house. Little Elias, he wanted to walk outside with us and say goodbye, and he was running out, and there was a big step that he was about to take, and it was raining out, and, and he goes to take this this big step, and all of us. We're able to see this step is too big for him to take. And we're, we're judging the velocity of his run, and he's running too fast to take this step carefully. Y'all ever been around a kid, and you're like, oh, okay, or maybe you don't care about kids, or I don't, I don't, know, I don't know your life. But he's running too fast, and his legs are too tiny to take this step safely. All, we can all see it except for him. He's just like, oh, I don't care. Everything happens for me in my life, right? You know how selfish kids are. <laughs> uh, and so he's running and he goes to take this step and as he's taking the step and we all see it Corbin reaches out and grabs him so he doesn't fall he's able to land and he's kind of wonky but Corbin writes him up and he just keeps running along and I was like that is so amazing Elias had no idea that his life just flashed before all of our eyes and Corbin springs into action and now Elias lives another day to run around and be dangerous and I wonder, I wonder if Elias ever gives a second thought to how life is being lived. As far as, as far as Elias is concerned, life is mysterious. No, you can just run around. Just run around and people are going to grab you. You think Elias has to figure out where his next meal is coming from? He's never thought of it. He's so selfish. All he thinks about is himself. Except yesterday, he did think about us and wanted us to come see him. But check this out, check this out. Maybe, maybe you can't identify with hearing that phrase or saying that phrase, God works in mysterious ways. Because I'm going to argue today that there is very little mystery in how God works. And I, maybe, maybe we can redefine mystery. Maybe we can redefine the mystery of God because what I hear in that phrase, and I don't mean to put on you what I think, but that's pretty much what I do every single Sunday. I just project onto you what I'm going through, what I'm feeling, so here it goes. When I hear that phrase, God works in mysterious ways, there is something secretive about it, right? You ever watch a, you watch a movie and there's a mysterious character, something kind of dangerous about the mystery there's a secret that nobody knows. And so when we say that God works in mysterious ways, what we can unintentionally imply is there is a secretiveness to God. That there is something unknowable about God. 
And I want to argue today that there is something knowable about God. In fact, what I want to do is I want to look at a piece of scripture. Okay, we're going to look in the book of Romans. And just for a moment, I want to, I want to paint a picture for you here. If you're not familiar with the Bible or you don't read the Bible a lot, that's okay. There's no shame. There's not a, a checkbox you're going to have to fill on the way out saying that you read this book before. Romans was actually a letter written by a man named Paul. Okay, And what he would do, Paul would travel around from city to city. He would, you know, San Marcos, and he'd go to Kyle, and he'd go to Luling, and then he'd go to New Braunfels, and he'd go to Martindale. And in these different areas, he would preach and talk and teach people about Jesus, about the freedom, the grace, the mercy that God was meaning to give us through what Jesus did and who Jesus was. That's what he would do. He'd travel around and do this. And then, and then what he would do is write letters back to these different communities, encouraging them, reminding them, instructing them how to further live in this relationship with Jesus, reminding them that God gave us grace, reminding them that we are free in God. And so the, the, the letter to the Romans, to the group in Rome, was just, it was exactly that, exactly that. It was to remind people that it wasn't their works, it wasn't what they could do, it wasn't how great they were that, that, that God, that, that uh, caused God to love them. It was God's grace that invited that love, that created that love, and that God did all of the work. And so that's, that's kind of the, the, the I really, that was a real cliff notes for Romans, but it's kind of the, the heart behind it is reminding them that God has done the work for us. And so what I want to do is I want to read chapter 1. This is towards the beginning of the letter, verses 19 and 20. Listen to the words. Now, this is in the Passion Translation, and you have to know, different translations are going to have different wording. That's okay. It, 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 well, I was about to say one's not more right than the other, the other but don't, don't post that on your Twitter because you'll get some feedback uh, that one is definitely more right than the other. But there are different translations, and that's okay because... What it helps us do is get a good grasp of what the authors of the Bible are trying to say. Because we're trying to uh, translate an ancient language that is in an ancient culture into what we are dealing with and living in now. So the more translations we can read, we can get a good glimpse of what the authors are trying to say. So let's check it out. This is verses 19 and 20. Check out some of the words here. In reality, the truth of God is known instinctively. For God has embedded this knowledge inside every human heart. Opposition to truth cannot be excused on the basis of ignorance. Because from the creation of the world, the invisible qualities of God's nature have been made visible. Such as his eternal power and transcendence, he has made his wonderful attributes easily perceived. For seeing the visible makes us understand the invisible. So then this leaves everyone without excuse. That does not seem like a mysterious God to me. It does not seem very mysterious considering the language being used here. Known instinctively. Embedded this knowledge into every human heart. Not every Jewish heart. Not every Christian heart. Into every human heart. Invisible qualities of God have been made visible. God is visible. God's qualities are visible. God's love is on display. 
And I know some of you might be thinking, well, we can't know everything about God. You're saying, Dom, are you saying that God is completely known and we can know everything about him? No, of course not. Of course not. But I want you to think real quick about the people in your life. How much do you know about them? What percentage would you say? I would say the person I know the most is my wife, Amber. I would say I know her 75%. I'm sure there's some things that she thinks that she doesn't say out loud. I'm sure there's some things going on that, some things that have happened in her past that I don't know about, some plans that she has for the future that I don't quite know yet. Does that mean that our marriage is a mystery? I'm asking you. No. Not knowing some things does not make it a mystery. Not in the sense of a secret. Okay, so if you're taking notes, write this down real quick. Don't, don't replace a connection with God with a cliche. Okay? Don't replace uh, an opportunity to connect with God with a cliche that, well, I'd like to know God, but he's mysterious. I, got, I have a plan, and if it works, well, then God must work in mysterious ways. And if it doesn't work, everything happens for a reason. <laughs> Don't replace a connection with God, a relationship with God, with a cliche. Okay, check this out. If you're taking notes, write this down, okay? The mystery of God is an invitation to discover more, not a secret he's keeping from you. God is not interested in keeping a secret. In fact, you'll, you might read some verses and see some things that talks about the hidden nature of God. I, I want us to really understand, and maybe this is semantics, but that's what we're doing here, I guess. Maybe this is semantics, but there is a difference from something being hidden to something being secret. Something hidden is only hidden until it is discovered. Something that is secret is protected. It is actively guarded. Think about a secret you need to keep. There's a surprise party coming up, and you have to act like you don't know about it. That is a secret. The fact that you prefer Cherry Coke Zero over Pepsi, that's not a secret, is it? Are you keeping that from someone? Or is it just something that, uh, that, is, that is something about you that just is waiting to be discovered? It's not a secret. It's just not something that you don't have a t-shirt telling everybody that you prefer Cherry Coke Zero. I'm very into Cherry Coke Zero right now. That's probably why it popped up in my head. Something that is hidden is not the same as something being secret. There are many, many attributes of God that are hidden from us, but only because they are waiting for us to discover them. And God's mystery is not a reason for us to shrug our shoulders and say, well, we can never know. It is an invitation for us to know more. Do you see this? It's an invitation into a relationship. If I shrug my shoulders every time I said, hey, Amber, or babe, I said, hey, babe, hey, babe, is usually what it sounds like. 
hey, babe, you hungry? And she says, yeah, I'm hungry, but I don't know what for. Can you imagine if I, every time I was just like, well, Amber, she's mysterious. I guess we'll starve because she doesn't know what she wants. No, 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 no. Well, let me, let me ask her some questions. What are you feeling? Are you feeling, you feeling Indian? You feeling a burger? You want a salad? Drink a glass of wine? What are you, what are you, what are you kind of thinking? It's an invitation to know more. Do you see where I'm going with this? There's an invitation to know more when something happens that we don't understand. Okay, watch this. If you're taking notes, write this down. God's mystery may have more to do, God's mystery may be more about our unwillingness to discover than our inability to understand. Because there are definitely going to be things you don't understand. And that, that has, that's not a faith thing. <laughs> that's relationship, that's marriage, that's raising kids. I mean, the Joneses, they have no idea what they're doing. That's why they put their hands up for that book. You know, they're lost. <laughs> so it's not about our inability to understand, but are we willing to dig? Are we willing to discover? Are we willing to seek more? Or are we just okay with shrugging our shoulders and say, I guess I just won't understand. And I'm not saying that it's wrong if you just shrug your shoulders. I'm not saying it's wrong if you say, I just don't understand. I just want you to know that there is a difference. I want you to know that there is a difference, that you are empowered to discover more about God. Not stuck in the desolate island of not understanding. Because... If you're running up to a step, little Elias, he's running up to this step, and he's so sure of himself, because in his life, when has he ever fallen? Maybe a few times. He doesn't realize all of the times people catch him and help him find his footing. And so I look at that because it was my son, who is 18, that reaches out and catch him. And I don't need to catch Corbin when he's running too fast anymore, unless I'm trying to catch him to give him a hug. Then I do try to catch him. <laughs> Please hug me. But I, you know what I thought of is, I don't need to catch Corbin if he's falling anymore, but do you think Corbin has ever wondered if there's enough laundry detergent for him to do his laundry? Do you think he's ever wondered that? Ask him. Let's ask him real quick, shall we? Corbin. You ever wondered if there's enough laundry detergent? All the Tide Pods magically appear. Every time. Every time. <laughs> I mean, he's going he's to learn the hard way come August at College Station. <laughs> Tide Pods do not magically, they don't magically appear. See, there's some parts in my relationship with Corbin where he has learned more. I don't need to catch him when he's running too fast. He's the one that remembers to put the trash out on Sunday night so they come pick up Monday. So I don't, you know, hear the, you know, the trash, the trash truck, garbage truck is a, if I was from America, a garbage truck wakes me up and I go running outside and it's already out there. It's a journey of discovery. There's some things that I know the older I get, I understand. It's such a cliche. Here I go. Watch out for these cliches. You'll understand when you get older. You ever heard that? When you have your own kids, you'll understand. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Mom, that's so lame to say that. 
And now that Corbin's 18, I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. It's a journey of discovery. Are you willing to discover more? Are you willing to take a step? Instead of settling at this cliche, instead of the journey stopping when you hit a cliche, well, I guess God works in mysterious ways. Maybe, but maybe not. Maybe God is working something in your life. Maybe God has you where you are to be able to to speak to someone, to learn someone, to grow in your leadership. Maybe God is working something in you, and you know how you'll know? You won't know if you just shrug your shoulders and say, well, it's a mystery. I'll never know. But you can know if you dig, if you pray, if you search for more. If you take God's mystery not as an inability to understand, but as an invitation to discover more. That's the opportunity we have. And what I would love to do for y'all is I want to pray for you today. But I want to give you a challenge this morning. And the challenge is, wherever you are in your life, we are all on a journey. We're all on a journey of understanding more about our relationship with with who we're with. We're all on a journey of understanding more about the friends in our life. We're all on a journey of understanding more about the children in our life, whether they're still in school or they're grown adults. We're all in a journey of understanding more about ourselves. Five, ten years ago, when I would get anxious, when I would get this tight chest feeling, I would say, well, it's a mystery why I'm feeling this way. Why is this happening to me? And now the older I'm getting, the more aware I am of my mental health, I say, okay, I need, to, I need to dig a little bit. I'm feeling anxious. Maybe there's not a why, but I'm going to keep asking myself questions to understand more about it. And now when I feel anxious, it's not scary to me anymore. It's an invitation for me to discover more. Anxiety used to be a mystery to me. Now I am comfortable digging into it to ask more questions. And that's what I want you to do with your faith. Don't let your faith stop at God works in mysterious ways. Let that be an invitation to dig more into your faith. What questions could you ask? What questions could you ask yourself, the people around you? What questions could you ask God? Sometimes we hold back on asking God questions because we are scared to hear the answers. What could your faith look like, your family look like, your relationships look like if you dared to dig more? When something happened that you didn't understand, you took that as an invitation to discover more, that God's mystery didn't stop you from understanding. It invited you to discover more. So if you could, close your eyes and bow your heads just for a moment. I'm going to challenge you to discover more about your faith this week, to dare yourself to to ask questions about your faith. When something happens that you don't understand, you won't stop at not understanding. You will take that as an invitation to discover more, whether it's about yourself, your mental health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your relationships, your marriage, your parenting, your faith. If you're down to take that challenge today, then on the count of three, put your hand up. One, two, three, put your hand up real quick. That means you're taking the challenge today. Put your hands down. Let's pray together. God, thank you so much for the opportunity that we have in you for the grace that you have given us today to take these steps, to move forward. I pray that we would be able to push past a cliche and into a connection with you. That we would be able to not stop at just not understanding, that we wouldn't settle for not understanding, that we would be invited to discover more, 
of what you have for our faith, of what you have for our life. We love you, and we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Y'all, I want to invite you. Next week, we are going to finish our message series, uh, uh, So Cliche, with the cliche of, y'all ready for this? Okay, that's not what I was doing. With the cliche, it was. With the cliche of, God won't give you more than you can handle. Spoiler alert, wrong. Man, I hope you guys come back next week. Okay, that's it, I promise. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, our mission and goal is to connect people to the heart of God. If you would like to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ, please visit us at www.theheart.church for more information. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who might benefit from it. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we'd like to invite you to visit us this Sunday morning. We have two experiences for you to choose from at 9.30 and 11 a.m., all happening at the Spot Cinema House and Eatery. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how our relationships grow and how your faith grows.